listeners I'm sorry for keeping you waiting we're solving technical difficulties you all welcome to the month of December the last month in the year 2020 and it's great to have you on another edition of the what do you think program on GSAT FM as we get ready for the last minute miracle I am Okwe Sonyaolu Thank you, Lord, for the grace and mercy that kept us this far this year. We appreciate you, Lord. We thank you for this wonderful evening. We ask that you help our hearts to accept the truth we are about to learn today. In Jesus' name, amen. This week on WhatsApp, we asked where we can find this portion of scripture. Simply let your yes be yes and your no, no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. And we see the response from Yewande Adeleke. Thank you very much. We can find it in Matthew chapter 5 verse 37. Tonight we'll continue our study from Matthew chapter 5 verses 33 to 48. What is the A-level recommendation of Jesus as regards swearing, revenge, lending an attitude towards enemies find out the answers tonight as we discuss advanced part two discuss tonight has to do with the issue of swearing let's read Matthew chapter 5 verse 33 it says again you have heard that it was said to the people long ago do not break your oath, but keep the oath you have made to the Lord and verse 34 says but I tell you do not swear at all either by heaven for it is God's throne or by the earth for it is his footstool or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make even one hair white or black. Simply let your yes be yes, and your no, no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. Now, this portion of scripture has to do with the issue of oaths and swearing. Now, not the professional oath taking ceremony at inductions or when you're being sworn in for a public office i mean the daily true to god statements often said for validation of narrations and daily transactions the elementary class required you to fulfill your vows and also be double sure that what you are validating with the name of god is true well 
the A-level concept is not to swear at all. Don't swear by anything. As in, Iletima was it is the ground I'm standing on and I'm going to enter. No, 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 no. Who told you that the plan of God is for you to enter the ground? Okay. Some persons understand that it is not good to call the name of God in vain, as commanded in Exodus chapter 20, verse 7. So they call on their ancestors or spirit man instead. Oh, my head. Oh, my mother. Jesus says, no, that is not advanced enough. simple let your yes be yes and your no be no not actually you see um no salt no pepper just yes or no but you know just will no longer be interesting right well let me tell you something that will make you stick to the yes no response jesus says anything beyond that is from the evil one from the corruption of men's nature from passion and vehemence from a reigning vanity in the mind and contempt of sacred things dear listener you're not only to avoid evil in itself but also anything which comes of the evil one and as the appearance of it therefore if the evil one is not in you exaggerations and all forms of swearing true to God God is my witness before man and God etc will be far from your speech so it's up to you to keep it simple or make it interesting by punctuating it with swearing you can choose to be a child of God or prove that you have a link with the evil one Psalm 139 verse 20b says thine enemies take thy name in vain now that means the misuse of god's name sets you up as an enemy of god and i do not think you are ready for the wrath that may likely follow jesus said Swearing in whatever form is prohibited for other reasons. If you swear by an item, you are not the maker of the item. If you swear by a city, God is there. Therefore, in all our communications, we must content ourselves with yes, yes, and no, no. That is, after saying yes concerning a matter, if further evidence is requested, just double your yes. For our Lord Jesus, it was verily, verily. So the same thing goes for a denial. Just say no. And you can double the no for validation. So the bottom line is do not swear.
let's proceed to the issue of revenge or retaliation matthew chapter 5 verse 38 to 42 you have heard that it was said eye for eye and tooth for tooth but i tell you do not resist an evil person if someone strikes you on the right cheek turn to him the other also and if someone wants to sue you and take your tunic let him have your cloak as well if someone forces you to go one mile go with him two miles give to the one who asks you and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you in this passage our savior talks about three major instances in which we have to bear patiently with those who try to be hard on us without contention the first is injury to the body for instance a blow on the cheek the second one is a wrong in my estate e.g the loss of a coat thirdly a wrong in my liberty forcing me to go the extra mile jesus was quoting from exodus chapter 21 verse 24 about the elementary requirements of revenge i'll read exodus chapter 21 verse 24 it says eye for eye tooth for tooth and for hand foot for foot let's take a look at the preceding verse exodus chapter 21 verse 23 it says okay from verse 22 if men who are fighting eat a pregnant woman and she gives birth prematurely but there is no serious injury the offender must be fined whatever the woman's husband demands and the court allows but if there is serious injury you are to take life for life eye for eye tooth for tooth etc so a careful look at that verse shows that it was about fighting men who injure a pregnant woman well i really do not know how often two men will face each other in a combat and a wise pregnant woman will try to break the combat i'm still trying to wrap my head around it now that scripture was an expression to show that everyone had a right to revenge in the case of an injury and may even insist on it lawfully it was a direction to magistrates but as time went on some jewish folks took it to the extreme in private matters insisting that there was no room for remission dear listeners have you suddenly become zealous for anything that is harsh and severe stay tuned to know what jesus recommends in the new testament a level class welcome back let's read matthew chapter 5 verse 39 as we discuss what to do as regards injury to the body as recommended by jesus himself 
But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If someone strikes you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. Evil person here in this verse refers to someone that is injurious to you. While resist means the use of higher powers over someone. Although the scripture says do not resist an evil person, yet there is room for self-preservation. Taking care of your family and avoiding evil as much as is necessary for your own security. But we must not render evil for evil. You must not avenge yourself or make plans to get even. Rather, the A-level recommendation is that when someone eats you on one cheek, turn the other also. Does it say to retaliate? No. Instead, there is room for bonus or extra. Dear listener, I think it is better to avoid being in situations where someone can be provoked to the point of eating you or getting physical, in quote, with you. And when it is inevitable, your attitude or lack of risk or lack of expected response will speak volumes in this, um, especially in this region. Imagine the scenario where someone slaps you first and you go ahead and tell the person, Oga, ah, the dose is not complete, so you have to slap the second one. Guess what will happen? Most likely this person will start pleading. You know why? One, your attitude is strange. That attitude is strange. Like, they eat you on one cheek and you're like, Uncle, please, oh, you have to slap the second one. Secondly, he or she didn't get the expected reaction to his action. Like you have to either you either slap the person back or you're like, ah, if I deal with you, me in this place. You didn't do any of that. And totally, so the person does not know what may happen if he eats you the second time as you requested. Now, the A-level model about turning the other cheek is that instead of avenging that injury. Prepare for another and bear it patiently. Don't be rude and don't get into a physical combat with such persons. If it is necessary that the person should be warned for the sake of public peace, leave that to the magistrate. But in your best interest, it is better to let it slide. Don't brood over it. If there are no bones broken and no great harm is done, just forgive and forget it. You know, much more was done to our Lord by the likes of you and I while he was being nailed on the cross because of the sins he never committed. And instead of just breathing fire on those people, he simply forgave and let go and look where we are today. Matthew 
to 5 verse 40. Let's proceed to the wrong in our estate. Matthew chapter 5 verse 40 says, And if someone wants to sue you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. Historically, regarding injuries, a lawsuit may be involved. However, in some cases, the court may be forced off your back before the judge gives a verdict. The, the, the person you have offended or feels you have offended, he might, yeah, I must get your clothes and all of that, even without getting to the court first. So if someone wants to seize your coat over a small matter, it is better to let him have it instead of filing for a cross bill. Also, getting another coat, whatever that coat means to you, will most likely be cheaper than trying to recover the old one by means of law. Again, the bottom line is just let the person have it. A wrong in my liberty. Matthew chapter 5 verse 41 says, If someone forces you to go one mile, go within two miles. That is, either to run an errand or to wait on them. Note the verb force. Force. The expected reaction is for you to murmur, complain, and change your countenance. But instead, you smile and follow the person for a mile. And when he expects you to turn back, you decline and say, let me accompany you further. You know, it will touch the person. So maybe someone that feels, ah, I want to ask this person. I want to just show this person that ah, I have some power. But it doesn't, it's not shaking you. It's not affecting you. It's not getting the response he expects. The person will just melt like, all these instructions is for us to live peaceably with all men and to avoid strife and quarrels at all costs. Jealousness. If you are told that, like all the things you are saying, someone can tell you that, Uncle, flesh and blood cannot overlook such affronts. You tell them that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Verse 42, as we talk about um, Jesus' view on giving and lending. Verse 42 says, Give to the one who asks you, and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. Recently, there have been some controversies about charitable deeds. Some feel everyone that is perceived as poor should be helped. Others help for social media influence. While some feel everyone who seeks help is diabolic in nature. Well, tonight we will attempt to strike some balance. Now, from that verse, the first portion implies that we must be ready to give. Whenever you have the ability and the means to give, please go ahead. Consider the request as an opportunity for the duty of almsgiving. Do it quietly, 
Don't make the person face the camera because of a simple gesture. When we see a real cause for charity, please do not hesitate. However, we must guide our giving with this question so that we do not give what the necessitous deserves, what people who are really in need deserves, so that we don't go ahead and give it to the idol, thereby encouraging laziness. The second portion of that scripture says we should be ready to lend. It implies we should be ready to lend. Now, lending can sometimes be as good as giving in terms of charity. Because lending helps to relieve the borrower's present exigencies and also puts the borrower on his toes to be honest and industrious. We should not shake off someone who is credible and needs our help to get something to live on or to start a business. But please note, lend within your means. Do not borrow in order to lend someone. Do not lend out what your family depends on for survival and say, Jisal FM said so. If you are compelled to help and you feel you do not have enough, please decline politely or share what you have. So the A-level concept on Jesus on relating with our enemies. Matthew chapter 5 verse 43 to 48. The elementary lesson is love your neighbor, hate your enemy. Jesus says you have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Matthew chapter 5 verse 43. Now, what happens when your neighbor is your enemy? In quote, for the A-level theory, love your, love your enemies and bless those who curse you and do good to those who hate you. Now, enemies here do not mean um, um, spiritual wickedness in high places. They're just those group of people who hate your gods, who dislike you, who just do petty wickedness against you for no just cost just being human yes jesus says love them bless those who curse you and do good to those who hate you that passage explains the concept of enmity as in oh this person did this and that and even went as far as cursing me using foul language against me well does jesus say return the curse no. Should we call Holy Ghost fire? No. Jesus says bless them. I mean, okay, you don't understand. I mean, this person hates you and now is in deep trouble. Surely it deserves it. Jesus says no. That is elementary. In the advanced class, you have to do good to those who hate you and dislike your guts. 
dear listener i know it's a tough one but that is what the advanced life in christ requires john chapter 15 verse 18 through to 25 paraphrase says the world hated christ first yet jesus responded by dying on the cross so what love could be greater than that here jesus is not even asking us to die just do good that's all as we round up verse 45 tells us why we have to do all these strange things these things that seem strange first is so that we can be confirmed as true children of our father in heaven it says that you may be sons of your father in heaven it causes his son his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous now for us to be confirmed as true children of our father in heaven god is the one with that strange attitude making the sun to shine on both the good and the evil you know god has the ability to carve out a city for the good and righteous people he has done it before in the old testament did negotiate and they would just be the only ones with access to sunlight and rainfall the two essential elements for agriculture and daily living and the evil persons will not partake of it if god had done that Hunger and thirst will have made some evil persons to surrender their life to Jesus. Although I'm not sure about how many people will make it to the list of those who will have been living in that, in that um, city for the good and righteous. Yet God did not do such, despite his power and awesomeness. It simply allows every human to enjoy the work of nature. Despite our different attitudes, despite our unfaithfulness, despite our ingratitude. That is the same way we should treat people around us. Just do good to everyone. That is how we can distinguish ourselves as citizens of the, of the kingdom. Another reason we need to live this... To, to practice this advanced life advanced concept is that if we fail to do these things we will be in the same category as pagans and that would be shameful dear listener according to this passage being a pagan is not just about eating food sacrificed to idols it is when you don't greet your so-called enemies when you rain curses and then and repair their evil deeds with the same coin you're qualified to be called a pagan finally as true children of the father we are expected to be perfect as we approach maturity just like our father in heaven no average score in this a level class it's a plus or nothing so we can stop studying daily we study the word daily we put on the attitudes and gradually we'll see ourselves being transformed into the image of the dear son of god jesus christ the perfect example for our faith
in my opinion if we keep our conversation simple the temptation to spread for authenticity of information will be avoided easily what do you think it's been a long evening thanks for staying tuned and waiting till we came on air we had some challenges we really appreciate you dear god we thank you for the lessons learned tonight please grant us the grace to bear insults and injuries without retaliation help us to grow in love as we move towards perfection in jesus name amen thank you dear listeners for tuning in to what do you think on gsal fm thank you for staying tuned to the end thank you my dear producer emmanuel don't forget to check out the ebook of the esther series on amazon titled turned tables and please don't forget to send your opinions please 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 send your opinions to plus two three four eight zero three four nine zero one two nine two you can send it via whatsapp or an sms you can also respond on the gsl fm facebook page using the hashtag what do you think or hashtag advanced part two on gsl fm thanks so much till we meet next time i am okay stay blessed